Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Opaluski. We're ending the, the, the year 2020. John, are you celebrating that? Uh, yes, I am. Just, just a couple, Caut- couple weeks away. <laughs> uh, I know that, uh, you know, as the year ends, we start to think about, uh, you know, the next year in, in a new way. It's not a, it's not a philosophical exercise anymore. It's practical. We're just yes. a couple of weeks away from having to write new dates on our checks when we write checks. Do people write checks anymore on our receipts? Uh, I, I, I still do a little bit. <laughs> so it takes me till about June before I get the right year as a, as a, you know, a natural thing on, on the checks. So, but I, I know as we do that, it, we would do well to sit with our listeners and to kind of go over your process. How do you, what do you, when you, when you coach and counsel people this time of year, um, you know, how do you help them? What are the questions that should be answered in your experience? What are some of the main you know, de- factors, the main determining factors that we should really digest and have a clear answer to as we, as we start 2021? So Jim, you know, I think, I think uh, it goes without saying that uh, 2020 has been a difficult year <laughs> for yes. everybody, uh, especially for church leaders. And especially when it comes to this whole area of planning, um, it has been an incredibly different year, a difficult year. Uh, to plan uh, down the road. And as, and as we, you know, near 2021, it seems to me that it's going to remain like that for a while uh, that we are, uh, it's going to be difficult to plan very far down the road uh, next year for at least a bet, you know, before COVID hit Jim, we would advise organizations to think two to three years down the road in terms of their vision and, and, and playbook. But most leaders right now, I mean, most, there's some that are, aren't in this bucket, but most leaders are, can only think about two to three weeks down the yeah. road. Yeah. And, um, and so I was thinking about this, you know, because it's so difficult to plan organizationally, I wondered if it would be good for us to talk on the podcast about how to plan personally for yeah. 2021. Right. The one thing we may have control over is our own time, our own heart, our own goals. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I thought, well, you know, if I, uh, if I do that, um, and I, no matter what 2021 throws at me, yeah. I'll be a better version of myself if yeah. I have a great plan. And so that's what I'd like us to explore today. And I'm not sure how many who are listening today have ever done this before, um, but our goal is to help you get started. So Jim, that's what I'd like to uh, wrap about now, today. Now you say that you're not sure how many, but in your experience, when the exercise we're about to do with our listeners, what percentage of people would give conscious time and thought and energy to actually envisioning, you know, actually do this? Yeah, uh, I would say 10 to 15 percent. Uh, right. I would guess 10 to 15% of our clients um, or leaders in general are doing that. Um, They're very uh, much more attuned to organizational planning. But when it comes to planning their own personal growth or personal life, uh, they tend to, that tend to, tends to take a back seat. All right. Um, So we're going to, we're going to give them 
things today that only about 10 or 15% of leaders are actually doing. And I, I would assume that they're, the, the 10 or 15% that are doing this are actually uh, better leaders, means more effective, more comfortable, more confident, more, uh, mm -hmm. They're, they're better, whether they're better at their leadership, they are better as leaders when they've answered these questions. I think so. I think that's absolutely yeah. correct. All right. Well, get, get us going here. What's, what's the first thing you, that we should be asking ourselves as we look towards 2021? So the first question in a good personal growth program, Jim, is the question, what? Yeah. And, and specifically, what are the outcomes I'd like to accomplish personally yeah. in 2021? You know, and it could be a variety of things, right? You know, you yeah. know, you might be wanting to get more physically fit. Uh, you right. might want to work on your relational network and, and do better with friendships. We know that's a struggle for lots of pastors. Um, maybe you want to really work personally on learning how to grow yourself so you can be a better leader. Um, yeah. it, it might even be something like this. You may ask yourself, what are some of the things I want to stop doing? Yeah. <laughs> in 2020. And not to do list. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so what I mean, it's very simple is thinking about what outcomes from a personal growth plan would I like? Uh, and I would encourage you to write those down and then set some goals under each one mm -hmm. of those outcomes. Now, don't write 40 things down because no. you'll be discouraged. Write a few things down. Um, yeah. and uh, you have a much better chance. Of so these are the things that are most in the what category. These are the things that are most important to us, whether they be something that's a stabilizing consistency or, or a new habit or the, mm -hmm. the breaking of an old habit. Is that right? Yeah. Let me give you an example. So, yeah, you know, one of my desired outcomes for 2021 is better health. Good. And right. so under that outcome, I've set some goals for my weight for my strength and cardio training, um, along with my eating. And, yeah. and so that's an example of just a very practical goal. Now, you might wonder, why, why did I select that as one of my outcomes for 2021? Well, because I think the more physically fit I am, Jim, the better leader I'll be, yeah. the better yeah husband I'll be, the better dad I'll be, the better papa I'll be, right, the better cool. leader of Converge Coaching yeah. I'll be. I just think fitness brings better leadership uh, yeah. capability. Yeah. I think it even brings a certain credibility to your message where you're talking about the discipline to make change. And mm -hmm. if you look at somebody that obviously is not disciplined in their own personal habits. It's a little hard to, if your strength and conditioning coach looks like Jabba the Hutt, you're kind of like, I'm not sure, if, you know, you might know this. <laughs> It's hard to live it. So we start with what? What's our, what's our second one? The second question uh, in a great personal growth pro, uh, plan is the question, why? Yeah. And it's specifically related to the first question. You know, yeah. why do I want those outcomes? Good. You know, why do I want better health? Uh, why do I want to uh, have better relationships? Yeah. And, and, and giving some thought to, um, why do I want that? How, how will those outcomes impact, you know, my world? Yeah. And, uh, you know, how will it impact, again, my family, huge. my team? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's important to know what, but Jim, I think it's really important to know why. Yeah. Motivation keeps you going. 
This is, mm -hmm. this is why, this is the motivation. So go back to the physical health. When I was running distances uh, that were uncomfortable, I, I would say I, I am running distances, but one of these days I'm going to have a grandchild and I want to, I want to wrestle with them until I'm yeah. 80 years old with my grandkids. And so I, this one more mile at my, my why for this one more mile is to, to have good physical conditioning, good physical shape. I want to, I want to die at a ripe old age as a, as a young man, if that makes sense. Yeah. I want to, I want to live a good, long, strong life and enjoy my grandkids. So I found more motivation in my grandkids than I did in the number of miles that I ran. So your why is greater than your what sometimes. Yeah, you know, and I can connect to the grand, uh, the grandkids uh, piece of this. You know, I told Laura just the other day, Jim, that uh, my goal is to be able to dance with each one of my granddaughters at their wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I think that's a, I think that's a worthy goal. Yeah. And it, yeah. and it gets me up in the morning and after my time with the Lord, it gets me into the weight training and the push-ups and the cardio yeah. and things that, you know what, I don't necessarily like to do, but my why needs to be strong. Like you said, because that's what yeah. keeps me at it. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Good. So what and why, what's our next one? The third question is who, and this is kind of a two pronger uh, yeah. one. It's uh, who will speak into my life in 2021 and whose life will I speak into? Right. So I want to take the first piece of that, Jim. Okay. Um, we've, we've probably said this many times on the podcast in the last year and a half that every successful athlete, businessman, uh, executive, yeah. you, you can name the profession has several people speaking into their world always yeah always. um and and for me jim that means that i'm going to be proactive and intentional about meeting with my mentors hmm. meeting with people who hold me accountable um people who will speak into my even people who will speak into my life that i don't know jim personally yeah, yeah. Uh, by their books or right. their blogs or the, or their podcasts um, I've even put training opportunities under the who category mm -hmm. that I, and I, uh, so who am I going to invite into my life? No, I might have somebody who's already there, but who, who am I going to let say, speak into my heart and into my head and into my life? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the first piece of this. And the second piece is who am I going to speak into? Right. Because I, I think personal growth, I, I'm curious what you think about this, Jim. Personal growth, I don't think, is confined just to what I'm doing for myself. Yeah. You know, growth has to do not only with what I take in, but also what I give out. It has so what, to. Do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's really rewarding. I'll just, just an example. I'll just use money because math is easier to envision. But if somebody gives me $100 because I earned it, it's a blessing. It's, it's that, that $100 in my pocket. Now there's options that emerge. There's luxuries that I can purchase. There's, but, but, the, but the greatest usage of that is when I'm actually able to take you know, part or all of that blessing and now I convert it into a Christmas gift for my grandson. So I'm, I'm blessed when I got it to a certain level. But, but when, that, when what comes into me goes out of me into things I care about more than myself, it's actually, it's actually a greater blessing to be given mm. than it is to be received. So that's, that's true of time. That's true of wisdom. I think everybody that's listening has benefited from somebody 
that's older than they are, that went through something successfully that we're now going through, uh, maybe unsuccessfully or, or not even sure if we're being successful in it. And right. then that, those couple paragraphs, they speak to you from those years of experience suddenly not only make it make my life better, but it made their pain worth it because what they fought for, they gave away as a gift, what they yeah. earned, they gave away to someone that needed it. So I, I absolutely agree with that. I think that, that the wisest man in the world uh, would have a fruitless life if that wise man didn't share wisdom. I right. think the most loving or wealthiest or whatever, whatever that denomination is that they're giving away, whatever that, that, you know, monetary or whatever that, that functionality, man, if you don't give it away, then why did you get it? It, right. it makes more sense when it becomes a gift than it ever did as a gift received. So right. I, I agree completely. So here's some of the questions under that who category that I'm asking myself, Jim, yeah. you know, who, who am I going to disciple yeah. in 2021? Yeah. Cause I, I think as a leader, we can forget that, right? I mean, we think, Hey, I'm discipling hundreds of people when I speak on a Sunday morning. I, I'm not so sure about that. Not the same thing. No. Um, but you know, who am I going to uh, lead to the Lord? Who yeah. am I going to uh, pour into for the next year uh, yeah. on how to walk with God and how to work through issues. Um, you know, who am I going to mentor next year? Who am I going to encourage next year? Um, and you may not have specific names right. in mind already, but I would encourage all of those who are listening to set a goal yeah. that, hey, you know, I want to disciple a couple people next year. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to mentor half a dozen other guys or gals next year. Um, now here's the, here's the trick with that. You have to be invited in, especially on the mentoring side. Yeah. You don't force your way into that. But I've learned this, that when you show interest in people, eventually they want to get to know you better and hear what you have to say. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so this one I think is so important. It's because personal growth isn't just about you and me, Jim. It's about who's going to benefit from my, my personal growth, not just myself. Right. Back to that motivation. Right. And I, I think by putting that down, I'm going to mentor two business leaders from my community. I'm going to mentor, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to lead someone to Jesus. I think we only find the things we're looking for. And yeah. so if, if they're not on a list, if they're not in a prayer, if they're, if they're not on your heart, you, you can come right across an opportunity, but because you weren't looking for an opportunity, mm. you miss it. And I, I would also challenge people, if you're going to be making disciples, remember that none of, none of the people Jesus called to be his disciples were Christians when he called them. They mm. were all unbelievers yeah. um, and, and had a variety of hangups and issues. And, you know, the sons of thunder were not named that because or nicknamed that because <laughs> they were, they were nice people. They were not nice people in Jesus' called them. So, I, th I think that discipling mentoring process is not just reserved to those who believe it's to those mm. who have not yet believed and, and to begin there forming those, those relationships. And if you're making them your disciple, if you will, that eventually they'll become a disciple of Christ and it doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, you're not having coffee with them to lead them to Jesus. Like there's a, you're selling a vacuum. You're, you're sincerely concerned with their life. Right. They'll find Christ in you, you know? So yeah. good. So we got, we got what, why, who, what's our next one? Where? And this one is uber practical. Um, where will I document the plan? Good. You know, our personal growth plan can't just reside in our head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe we need to write it down. 
can I say, it cannot reside in the fog of my head, right? <laughs> it, you know, in the, if it's not something I see on my dashboard, my refrigerator, my TV set, my mm -hmm. laptop, my cell phone, if it's not my screensaver, it's not, then it, it's, it just is not. It, it doesn't, right. it's, most days in a practical way, it might as well not exist at all. Right. So, so put it in a planner, put it in a journal, um, use a Word doc. I mean, it can be that simple. But yeah. something powerful happens when I get what's inside my noggin into written form. It does. Yeah. It, it makes the plan feel more official. Yes. Uh, and, and I'm more accountable. At, at least this is how I operate. I'm more accountable when the plan is in ink. Yeah. Yeah. Nebulous dreams become accountable plans once you write them down. That's right. And then if you don't write them down, like you're saying, they're just, they're just good ideas. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we've all been on a diet that was a good idea. And we've all been on a diet that was a plan. One, yeah. one has a lot more effectiveness when we write down our daily weight or our weekly weight, right. our calories, when we put time and energy into it. It's, it's time and energy in, isn't it? I mean, when you put the time and energy mm -hmm. in, it takes on a new value because of the time and energy that you yeah. put in versus a nebulous dream of someday being in shape or someday right. dancing with your grandkids. And writing it down doesn't take that long. Right. I mean, I, I, I put together my plan for 2021, Jim, and writing it took me, I don't know, hour and a half. Yeah. Tops. It's great. That's a great investment for an entire year yeah. uh, of yeah. my time. So Jim, I got one more question. I know we're starting to butt up against time here. And that is the question, when? Yeah. Oh, this is an important question. You know, when, will I, when will I accomplish the plan? And it can't be, it can't be I'm going to accomplish it all December 31st, 2021. That can't be your due date for everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> a, plan, a plan without deadlines is a recipe for failure. Yeah. So put deadlines into your plan. Uh, and, and, and it's not just for accountability, it's also for celebration, right? Yeah, so when you, yeah. when you meet something, celebrate that. Um, the whole point here under this one is consistency and, and, and progress. Those are two, the two yeah. most important words here, consistency and progress, not perfection. Um, I think it was Michael right. Hyatt who said, Never underestimate the value of incremental change over time. It's a great mm -hmm. statement. Yeah. I don't have to shoot yeah. for the, you know, I don't have to swing for the fences with this plan. It's just consistency and progress. Yeah. And so yeah. I would challenge you, if you take the time to put this plan together, finish it, you know, by saying, um, I'm going to finish. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get, I'm going to lose five pounds first quarter of the year. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to lose five more second. That's what I'm talking. Be specific right. about your, the, the uh, when. Yeah. Your plan. When I was in master's commission out in Phoenix, Arizona in the mid eighties, there was a kid named Benji, uh, Benji and Jenna. And they were, Jenna's dad was, was Arthur Blessed. Do you remember Arthur Blessed? Yeah, I do. So he, he walked 25,000 miles around the earth with a 12 foot cross with a wheel on the end of it and told right. everybody about Jesus. Amazing stories. And we got him for an hour one day in master's commission. So there's 30 students and, and one of the, the best known street evangelists in the history of the United States, maybe in the history of the world. <clears throat> and we, and do, do you have any questions? Well, every hand goes up and we all have the same question. How did you do that? How did you walk 25,000 miles? How did you plan it? How'd you strategy? We were all young. We have dreams. How'd you do it? He said, well, every morning I got up and I put my shoes on and I walked it that way. 
So every day, every day, yeah. every day, every day, every day, every day, I got up, I carried my cross in yeah. that direction. He said, when I first started, I was, I was a lunatic. I was an idiot. I was a fool. I was a cult leader. I was a, he said, by, by the time I came back to the streets of Hollywood where I'd started that journey 20 years prior to that, I was a hero and I wasn't doing anything different on my last day than I was doing on my first day. I just did it consistently every day, every day, every day. So I, I, I appreciate your wisdom. I think if we apply this every day, every day, every day, you know, sooner or later, someone will raise their hand and say, how did you do that? Yeah. And it'll be a very simple answer, won't it? I, I mm-hmm. set my goals. I set my direction. I laced on my shoes and I went that way. That's right. Thanks John. Thanks, John. I appreciate this. This is good, healthy, strong wisdom. So any closing thoughts for our listeners before we uh, sign off for the day? I just want to, I want to give a, a promo for our next pod, Jim. Yeah, we're going to explore a question that a lot of pastors have asked themselves in 2020. And that is, should I stay or should I go? Yeah. And I think I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to dig into that in uh, pod 66. Right on. Thank you. Well, in the meantime, whether you're staying or going, you're, you're living, you're leading, you're making decisions. And we are here to pray for you, help you in any way we can. And John, we're always grateful for your leadership. And I know that, that you are one of the easiest people to get a hold of if somebody wants to continue this conversation. How would they do that? Go to our website, convergecoach.com and select the contact us link. And that will begin a conversation with us. Just that simple. No charge, no strings. Just, right. just a good conversation that can start you in a new direction. So God bless you. Our listeners, we love you. We pray for you. And we'll continue to do so as you lead from on.